This is Public Hearing, an Auburn City News podcast brought to you by the Auburn Plainsman. At the City Council meeting two weeks ago, there were many citizens who showed up to express their disapproval of the mask mandate, but this week, people, especially parents of students at Auburn Public Schools, came to show their support of the mandate in schools. We've got that to talk about and a lot more. I'm Trice Brown, multimedia editor for the Plainsman. And I'm Caroline Craig, the community reporter. We'll be right back. Korea Center King Sejong Institute in the Auburn University Office of International Programs is offering four Korean language courses this fall, from September 13th to December 7th. Each course is $120 and taught on Zoom by a native Korean-speaking instructor. All courses are open to everyone, and the Level 1 course requires no previous Korean-speaking experience. To learn more and register, email a-U-K-S-I at auburn.edu. That is A-U-K-S-I at auburn.edu. All right, Caroline. So you were at the meeting uh, last night. What exactly went down? We had a lot of parents of school children coming up and talking about their approval of the mask mandate, which was different from the last council meeting where mm-hmm. a lot of people disapproved of it. Um, and I think actually Kate Finkel had a very interesting quote about it. I do want to publicly support Dr. Herring and the school board's decision for a mask requirement for the first six weeks of school. Many ACS parents like myself and my husband are grateful that Dr. Herring and the board followed the school's masking recommendations from our local medical community, EAMC and our pediatricians, who so many of us put our faith and trust in. It publicly has seen like most parents were upset about requiring kids to mask at school, and that's not the case. Many of us are thankful for the decision to keep our kids as safe as possible and in school by masking. My kids were at home the first semester uh, last year doing virtual school, and um, then they went back, and they did a beautiful job keeping them safe. And not only that, they, their growth, being back in school, was huge. So Finkel was one of a lot of parents to speak at uh, city council last night. What did they all have to say? Was it a lot of the same thing? Was it very different things? A lot of the sentiment was the same, but they also had very different points. A lot of them brought up um, how the East Alabama Medical Center had only two ICU spots open. They had brought newspapers with them of the headline. Um, A lot of them were talking about extending the mask mandate. I know one person would actually like to see it go beyond the six weeks that they put in. Mm -hmm. Um, This is required for the first six weeks of school? Yes. Okay. And then we had some people talk about how they didn't feel that the people who came last week were, they were going about it the wrong way. They thought you shouldn't be yelling at your neighbor, berating your neighbor about something Mm -hmm. of completely different opinion. So they, um, they came as a response to those people who came uh, two weeks ago to that meeting. Yeah, I feel that this was a collected effort of parents saying we need to let people know that this is not the majority, that there are other people who feel that the mask mandate is 
correct and it should be and they stand behind the superintendent and the school board's decision so another school news from the meeting kimberly johnson uh was just announced uh alabama's teacher of the year and i understand that the city recognized her accomplishments for it yeah so at the beginning of the meeting uh mayor anders actually came down and presented her with a resolution some flowers and a key to the city actually And so she, he talked about all of her accomplishments as a middle school teacher and what she can do for the city and how she's actually going to be um, an ambassador for Alabama State and the public education system. And so she actually had a very heartfelt speech afterwards, thanking everybody and talking about what Auburn schools can do for people. But I just want you guys to know that I am honored and blessed to be a part of this city and this community. Um, I'll tell anybody that the way we teach kids, the way we approach education, and how we take care of our students, no matter where they come from, is important and it's a model for other people. And I think that's part of how and why they chose me because I do love on kids and I believe in them and it's important that teachers in the state understand that. I don't think everybody has what we have here. And so I hope to represent you all to the best best that I can. We'll be right back. This is Evan Melans, Editor-in-Chief of the Auburn Plainsman. Here's what's happened since you've been gone. City Council Member Stephen Dixon sued a dozen city staff, including his fellow council members, in June after the council passed a law placing more restrictions on short-term housing rentals such as Airbnb. Auburn now requires residents have a business license to rent out their properties. Dixon has rented out the basement of his home since 2018, but could not obtain a business license after the restrictions were placed due to the location of his home. The lawsuit, which is still ongoing, questions the legality of the restrictions and seeks to overturn them. On June 11th, Auburn University President Jay Googe announced that he is seeking retirement. Googe was appointed the 20th president of the university last year after serving in an interim role in 2019. He had previously been the 18th president of the university from 2007 to 2017. After the NCAA Board of Governors approved a name, image, and likeness policy on June 30th, Auburn student-athletes became eligible for compensation through company sponsorships. Auburn quarterback Bo Nix has since been sponsored by Milo Sweet Tea and Bojangles. Now, back to the show. So Caroline, now that school is back in session, the council noted that a lot of residents have raised concern about an increase in traffic uh, because parents are picking up and dropping up their students each day. And how did the council respond to these concerns? What did they have to say? City manager Megan Crouch actually got calls from parents and they were able to discern that the traffic was on Richland Road near an elementary school. And so many of the council members were offering suggestions. I think Kelly Griswold was saying um, maybe we could add an extra lane. Some other suggestions were provided. And then um, we had chief of police there, Cedric Anderson, to 
kind of explain how they were taking care of it and what kind of strategies they might employ to help fix this situation. And, and get the, the, the parents to, to, to kind of ease up. And typically that does after the, the first couple of weeks. I think there's some, some separation anxiety that goes on. And once we get past that, I think that's going to help us as well. Cedric Anderson said that a lot of people, since it's the first week of school, that it will probably clear up once people settle into the bus routine and the car routine, and pretty much the traffic will go down after the first few weeks of school. Okay. So the city council also discussed making Juneteenth a city holiday. Uh, in June, President Biden made it a federal holiday, and Governor Kay Ivey declared it a statewide holiday not much later. Uh, so what did the city council have to say about that? And what is making something a city holiday actually mean? Yeah, so Connie Fitz-Taylor actually asked this question. And so Megan Crouch, our city manager, actually explained that the declaration of a city holiday would be for city employees and they would be able to t- receive time off to recognize the day. And city employees who would maybe have to work that day would receive holiday pay in return. Okay, but it hasn't been voted on yet. They motion to strike it from the agenda. Okay. Well, this has been a public hearing. I'm Trice Brown. I'm Caroline Craig. See you next week.